0: Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd Well, hello and welcome to another rendition of Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. Welcome to the show. As always, a shameless plug here. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nick's Nerd News. Check out nixnerdnews.com. You can find links to all of the social medias there, as well as uh, the show. You can listen to it there. It also has links to our Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes pages as well, if you prefer to listen on the go on your prefer- preferred streaming device, service, things like that. Uh, we got a doozy this week. It was Star Wars Celebration this past weekend in Chicago, so we're going to... Uh, Kick off the show with that, and then uh, some video game news. Not as much as as there has been lately. Uh, some TV stuff is going on. Disney Plus, pretty much everything got announced for that, so we'll 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 spend a good chunk of time talking about that, and, and then get into some some movie stuff here. But let's uh, let's get right into uh, celebration news. And and uh, fuck that trailer, huh? God damn. I know one person who's happy. <laughs> of course, that's my terrible, terrible, terrible interpretation of a Palpatine laugh. But yes, the Rise of Skywalker, it is it is official. Star Wars Episode Nine will be called The Rise of Skywalker, and it will feature the return of Emperor Palpatine. Pal- Palpatine. Ugh. In some way, shape, or form. Um... Obviously, we don't know anything yet, we just heard his voice, but there were some epic fucking shots in this trailer. Uh, it opens with Rey in a desert, um, and something's flying towards her, and then you see it's it's Kylo's TIE silencer from, from The Last Jedi. She ignites her lightsaber, which somehow she's repaired from The Last Jedi, and it's this epic thing where it looks like Kylo's about to run her down. She fucking flips over it, does this awesome jump. That's really cool. Uh, cuts to some other scenes going around uh, to different planets. It looks like we'll be returning maybe to Tatooine, maybe somewhere else. Pictures of uh, uh, Carrie Fisher as, as Leia. Obviously, she's back. They, they, they announced that a, a little while ago. Uh, scenes of Kylo repairing his helmet. That's where he's going to get these like weird red streaks from that, that's on marketing and was rumored a while back. Uh, we got to see Billy D. Williams back as Lando, and it is confirmed that he will be wearing his yellow outfit, um, similar to the one he wore in Solo. We see epic action shots. Uh, looks like there's going to be some crazy chase scene on a skiff of some kind through a desert with C-3PO and Finn and and, and Poe, which looks cool. We got to see a new droid, Kylo, in in some epic battle on a planet, and and then. Uh, all, all in the meantime, there, there's voiceover from Luke. Um, there's a lot of callbacks to the uh, the trailer for for the Phantom Menace actually. So like it kind of starts with every generation has a legend, which is is a, uh, the prevailing theory right now is that maybe this the term of Skywalker uh, is going to become more of this it's like a, a very Arthurian legend at this point. Now that was kind of hinted at in in the Force awakens. Like you knew Luke Skywalker thing with Ray and, and Han and everything like that, and the stories are true, all all that kind of stuff. And then uh, cuts to Luke saying, "No one's ever really gone," or, or something along those lines. And Ray, Poe, Finn, and and Chewie, or someone, are on on like this this cliff, looking out over an ocean. And this is the money shot of of the the like a, a huge chunk of the death star in this ocean it cuts to black you know then then you get the emperor laugh and 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 rise of the skywalker and this trailer stirred up feelings in 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 me that i 100% did not get in with the force awakens trailer i did not get with the last jedi trailer and and maybe part of it is about the saga coming to an end and and things like that but it just it looks so fun. And and my trepidations about JJ coming back are don't don't get me wrong. They're they're there. They're just not as strong so much now. especially with, with the with the Emperor coming back in, in a way. And and I'm excited because the Emperor's uh one of my favorite characters in the films. Um granted a a a portion of his backstory got punted with um with the changeover to Disney and, and Darth Plagueis kind of delved into that, but unfortunately that that book of all the books lives in this like ambiguously canon not canon state. And um, granted the the whole story with him in the old EU with him coming to life with the clones and all stuff that that's obviously gone. You know, right now a lot of people are talking online. Uh, will he be a Force ghost? Was he using Snoke as a vessel? Uh, it, it is, are those like weird droid things coming back that were in the Battlefront 2 campaign, which is canon, and then one of the comics that took place post Return of the Jedi. Um, it, it's just, I, I I am so excited for this movie, and granted it's just a teaser, we don't really know a whole lot, and not a lot's been announced yet, but a lot of stuff to to muster over for the next uh what is it, nine months or so, before the movie comes out. I, oh man, I I cannot wait to see what happens. The the big thing now, another big question is, what planet is that Death Star wreckage on? Is it Endor? Is it the moon of Endor, the forest moon of Endor, which is technically where Return of the Jedi takes place? It's, It's not, you're not actually on Endor, but the forest moon. And and the debate has been raging: is the moon Endor is the main planet Endor like like um, like Yavin Four in in A New Hope? Yavin is the main gas giant, the big red one that you see, and then Yavin Four is the moon that they're on with the rebel base. Hell, is that the Death Star Two? Is that the Death Star One? Uh, so many different things because they they can play around with that. Uh, another thing is. Uh, could it be light years away? Because, I mean, that blast was big enough to, to send chunks hurtling miles. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, Newton's Law, or, or the Law of Physics, whatever which one it is. You know, it's things just keep moving until an opposite reaction or force stops it. So, it, it's been 40 years. You don't know how far or fast it was going. It could have been propelled somewhere else. Uh, and, and granted, just because they play the Emperor's laugh over it doesn't necessarily mean it's the Death Star 2. I mean, it, It's when a chunk like that is, is on a planet, you don't know which one it is, because it's going to be huge anyway, because it was literally the size of a moon, uh, and it's it's showing off the reflector dish, you know, the, the part that fired the laser, so or that section of the Death Star. So, so again, we, we don't know. The thing that people made it for sure know that it was the Emperor, though, is Ian McDiarmid, the, the actor who actually plays him, came out to the panel right after the trailer ended, and was essentially like confirmed he's in the movie and was like play it again in you know in his like emperor voice or roll it again or, or something like that. Man, I really fucking wish I could have been at celebration in Chicago this past year. But anyway, a, a lot to ponder. A lot of, of of theories are gonna start running around now now that we have uh, some more concrete details, albeit minor, but uh, obviously s- start speculating wildly. As, uh, as we get closer and closer to the re- release of The Rise of Skywalker. But obviously that wasn't the only major news at Celebration. We also got news about The Clone Wars. Uh, so that will be returning for Season 7. It's final season uh, on Disney Plus, the new streaming service. Uh, I will focus on four different arcs um, of 12 episodes. And uh, what's this here? So... Four episodes are going to be around the Bad Batch, where uh, this like spec, spec ops unit of clones. These episodes were actually released a while back, and in raw form, like not finished editing or anything, just some uh, just some voiceover work and like early model modeling. Uh, and I actually got to see an episode or two when I was at Celebration in 2015. Uh, so that they they finish those up and those are going to air there's going to be a story arc centered around 1313 the level on Coruscant that the canceled game was going to be about with a focus on and before so this 1313 arc and then the last arc are actually all going to be revolved around Ahsoka. Uh, kind of after she left the Jedi order and things like that and then the siege of Mandalore uh, will 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 finish out the season Obviously around the Republic going to help uh, free Mandalore from the clutches of Maul and, uh, and Death Watch and things like that. So maybe we'll get an idea of what happened to Maul to, um, after Rebel, or after Clone Wars at least, up to Solo, and then obviously post-Solo uh, post and, and in the Re- uh, Rebels territory as we see him when he meets his end and he's a lot older looking than he did in, in Solo. So, th- so there was that. That that's all we really got in Clone Wars. There was some footage shown off. Uh, looks like the clones, uh, they had that orange marking on their their helmets as an homage to Ahsoka, who who joins Anakin and the clones in their fight for Mandalore, even though she's technically not a Jedi anymore. Things like that. Um, but it-, it was just some rough stuff, not not exactly finished. Hopefully, that will be ready to go in November when Disney Plus launches. Also, got some footage of the Mandalorian. Unfortunately, that footage was not shown off to the public. However, they did show off. uh, They introduced us to the main cast, as well as um, some information on the characters and things like this. Uh, That will be available day one on Disney Plus when it launches. Obviously, Pedro Pascal confirmed as a cast member, and uh, he will play the Mandalorian, no name yet. Uh, Gina Carano will play a character called Cara Dune. Uh, She's an ex-Rebel shock trooper at odds with Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian. Uh, Seems like they start off as antagonists and end up teaming up together. Carl Weathers, I don't know if that was ever confirmed. Uh, He's playing a character named Grief. He essentially hires bounty hunters for jobs and and things like this. Um, So it looks like he hires the Mandalorian, and they're sent to meet with a mysterious character. Uh, This is actually... Why can't I think? A Werner Herzog's character. And uh, he hires the Mandalorian to go on this quest of some sort. But looks like that's going to happen. Everyone thought that Taika Waititi, uh, the director of Thor Ragnarok, um, while he is confirmed to be directing an episode and is voicing a droid, it turns out it's not IG-88 like everyone had assumed. um, But it's actually IG-11. Similar droid, similar characteristics uh, not a whole lot of backstory there. They showed off the new ship, the Razor Razor Beast or Razor Wing or something. Uh, I, I can't remember. I, the, the panel was very long, but the new ship that the Mandalorian will pilot—it looks really cool. It's, it it it, h- it harkens back to Jaster's uh, legacy, which is the ship that was in the Mandal- uh the Bounty Hunter game with Django Fett. Uh, it was a ship that uh, Django Fett had prior to getting Slave 1, and it almost looked like an old-style, like, biplane that would land on, on water, like a seaplane, o- almost like the plane in in Tailspin had that kind of look. That's the kind of vibe I'm getting from this new ship for the Mandalorian, which is really cool, kind of tying in the old EU to it kind of things. It's got these big thruster engines that that would f- look like they'd fit on a modern-day plane like today. That That was really cool. Um, granted, not a whole lot more on that just yet. We'll know when it launches in the fall. Uh, also announced a Tantive IV LEGO Special editions, like two or 300 bucks. The Tantive IV is the ship, the Rebel Blockade Runner, essentially. The, the ship that opens up Star Wars in A New Hope. Uh, the other big announcement... Uh, we got some other stuff to talk about. The biggest announcement, though, was definitely Fallen Order, EA's new Star Wars game. Uh, so Jedi Fallen Order. Epic trailer, by the way. Uh, we'll start Cameron Moynihan, uh, you might know him as the Joker, uh, or Jeremiah, excuse me, from Gotham. Uh, he was also in Shameless, things like this. Uh, it's no frostbite, no microtransactions, no multiplayer. So this is clearly something that the fans have wanted. EA is obviously trying to make amends, which is really shitty for Amy Hennig and Visceral, because this, this is the type of game they were making, and they got shut down because EA didn't want to make a single-player game like this. And anyway, it releases on November fifteenth. Uh, it's set shortly after *Return of Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith*. Uh, they said uh, a couple years after. Um, oh, speaking of of years after, uh, *Mandalorian* takes place five years after *The Return of the Jedi*. So just a little offshoot there. But back back to *Fallen Order*. Uh, it will not be a stealth game. It will focus on action. There will be wall, wall running, which makes sense because it's being made by Respawn Entertainment, who made *Titanfall* one and two and *Apex* excuse me, Apex Legends, and wall running was a major point in the Titanfall games. So there, there will be three versions you can pre-order now. Uh, there's the standard version, the deluxe version. Uh, granted, we don't really know anything about it other than it gets you cosmetic stuff available. Uh, GameStop has an online bundle, though. I guess it's the deluxe version, and it comes with an exclusive Black Series figure. Uh, if you don't know Black Series, there's Hasbro's like larger action figure line for Star Wars. Uh, like the 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 stuff that's built more for collectors than just a, a a general toy the The main character's name is Cal. He's a former apprentice. he look it looks like he's working on a planet where they put all the Venator star star destroyers. Those are the Star destroyers from episode three and the Clone Wars. and they're like taking them apart obviously to help fund the Imperial War machine. Something happens. His force capabilities get shown off, then he starts getting hunted by uh, Imperial Inquisitors, and it's going to be, it was confirmed to be the second sister. Uh, These are like the Inquisitors that you saw in the Rebels show, a new type of trooper called Purge Troopers, Um, and this will all take place in the game. Like I said, single story, single player focused narrative. Definitely check out the trailer, because I can't do it justice describing it. Um, That's something you gotta watch along with the, the Rise of Skywalker trailer. If you didn't see that, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. I uh, got some news on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Yoda will be there, Hondo, Rex from Star Tours. They'll also have some really cool branded Coke products in like these special bottles that fit Star Wars. And they'll actually be... Uh, it won't say Coca-Cola in English, but it will actually say it in Arabesh, which is the uh, alphabet in Star Wars. Uh, before I get... There's some some other news I want to cover. I mean, I know we're talking about Star Wars Celebration a lot, but I love Star Wars, and that was the biggest news this week. We got some news uh, at the, the Star Wars Episode Nine panel. They announced that it won't take place exactly after uh, The Last Jedi. They were able to build the story around Leia, and they had enough footage that was unused from The Force Awakens to use in this movie to help drive the plot. Ah, uh, the Force Awakens. Oh, so th- this—if uh, you didn't, rem- if you don't remember or never got the art books or looked at stuff online, the uh, Force Awakens had some concept art that focused on like the Death Star underwater or the Emperor's throne room underwater. A lot of people seem to think that that came back as a way, uh, or that was brought up to help drive the story for this movie. Clearly, with the Death Star ruins being in an ocean, things like this. So it'll be interesting to see. How that plays out. Uh, it was also announced that George Lucas was involved. Uh, they consulted him before they wrote the script, and apparently, Palpatine has been in the in the the plan all along since before The Force Awakens. I take that with a bit of a grain of salt. I mean, I don't. That seems like they're backtracking a bit and trying to make it seem like, oh, we've had this planned all along. And I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't want to believe it, but I do at the same time, and. It puts more faith in, and granted, I loved The Last Jedi, and I thought The Force Awakens was, was sad. But, a- again, it will be interesting to see how all this plays out, and if it makes sense or not. You know what I mean? If if it if the story makes sense. And, uh, Ryan Johnson, I know a lot of people don't care, uh, he did say that he did not, doesn't care if it retcons The Last Jedi, uh, but did say that he loved the trailer and loved everything in it, right? But a little bit of sad news here, Bob Iger said, uh, he was speaking to Bloomberg, uh, Bob Iger, the head of Disney, and said, we will take a pause sometime and reset. Because the Skywalker saga comes to an end with this ninth movie, there will be other Star Wars movies, but there will be a bit of a hiatus. Well, this makes a whole lot of sense to me, obviously I'm upset, but we've been kind of oversaturated with Star Wars lately since Disney took over. Granted, The original trilogy came out between 77 and 83. There was some stuff in the 90s. It was mostly books and comics and games. Uh, The prequels didn't come out until 99, and those went from 99 to 2005. You know, there was a three-year gap in between each one. And then, granted, we had a TV show and games, obviously. But then there was another ten-year gap between movies. So, I'm fine with this. I mean... Star Wars movies have been coming out a a year after each other pretty much, which in the past it was three years in between, not a year in between. And Mark Hamill actually was interviewing with The Hollywood Reporter, and he said, I'm not going to tell Disney how to run their business, but there is a possibility of Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, I think there is. I've experienced it to a certain degree, but they never listen to my ideas anyway, so who needs them? Granted, that's a little cavalier, and he's frustrated, obviously, with with how they sold him on coming back to the movies, and it didn't play out that way. But I can see Star Wars fatigue where it doesn't exist in superhero movies. Because superhero movies, especially in the MCU, everyone plays out differently than the last. You know, uh, Winter Soldier plays out like a political thriller movie, and Thor Ragnarok came off like a sci-fi movie. Comedy, you know things like this. They're all they're all different. They fit in different genres and have different things that that work differently. Whereas Star Wars is all the same pretty much and focuses on this like single narrative. So I can one hundred percent wholeheartedly believe in Star Wars fatigue, especially because we're it's almost while it's undersaturated compared to like the the Lucas years. In terms of books being released and games and things like this, but we're oversaturated with the movies, which is a completely different experience. And like I said, I'm I'm saddened by this, but at the same time, it gives them time to to stop thinking and really focus on what's next. And speaking of what's next, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was talking again to Hollywood Reporter and said, "I'm sitting down now uh, with David Weiss and or." With Weiss and Benioff, excuse me, the the creators of Game of Thrones, and Ryan Johnson. We're all sitting down to talk about where do we go next. We've all had conversations about what possibilities might be, but now we're tracking, we're locking it down, excuse me. We are looking at the next saga, we are not just looking at another trilogy, we're looking at the next ten years or more. So a lot of people read this as maybe Ryan Johnson's and Weiss and Benioff's uh, trilogies, each separate trilogies are going to be more connected than, than we thought. I look at it as more as, hey, we're the stewards of the next generation, let's figure it all, all this out. Uh, Kathy said stuff about, um, you know, the Knights of the Old Republic and they're looking at that and a lot of people think that they're developing something, but they're just looking at developing the, the, the Knights of the Old Republic era to see if they want to do something with it. So it's more along the lines of, let's, uh, chalk this up to a treatment or a pitch or something, but not necessarily concrete evidence of anything. But who knows? We'll know. But that that's thats the biggest stuff that came out of Celebration. I, I can't wait to see what happens in, in the next couple months with, with the rise of Skywalker. I, 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 I want to take you guys on this journey with me. And obviously, as more news breaks, we'll talk about it more and more. And of course, I'll geek out harder than ever. On on, the, on this stuff, but that's uh, that's it for for Star Wars. Let's uh, let's kind of get to the the real stuff that that you guys are li- uh, used to to listening me babble on about. So somehow I completely forgot to talk about it last week. But Tropico Six is out. I I have been playing it. I've probably played about ten hours or or more. I'm really liking it. I think it's the most user friendly of all the Tropico games. Uh, it's definitely been able to build on all the previous iterations and, and everything they've done in it. It's got a lot of quality of life improvements. That That's definitely uh, the biggest thing. It's also made uh, some improvements in terms of how the game plays and how the story progresses throughout the game. They, they've added a lot more replayability to it and a lot of different ways that can affect how to play the game and uh, the the biggest thing for me though is that you can finally build like bridges across like like the shorelines and stuff because you, you couldn't do that and and I don't want to say verticality but there's a lot more expandability on the islands like you can take advantage of, of more space than you were able to in the previous games, hell, you can even build like tunnels through mountains now that you couldn't before. So it opens up a a, a realm of possibilities. And right now, I would definitely give Tropico Six like a an eight point five out of ten. I'm loving it. It's a great city builder. Haven't jumped too much into the missions because I just wanted to play around in the sandbox and and get get a feel for the game. Um, and granted, the the, the missions aren't going to change my mind because no people play. RTS is not and city builders not so much for the missions but just to just to dick around and and have as much possible fun as possible as, as they can but yeah Tropico 6 uh, What is was it Sony has filed a patent for VR compatible prescription glasses because right now the biggest issue with people who wear glasses is VR doesn't really work for them and you can't wear your glasses in VR headsets because of of the glare and how that works Um it's not exactly something that is user-friendly, but they're working on something for that. There were rumors and some tweets came out that a uh, stage creator is finally coming to Smash Brothers. Uh, you'll be able to build your own stages. No official announcement, though. And, hey, uh, while you were sleeping, <laughs> uh, PSN uh, PlayStation Network name changes are officially live. Uh, the first time is free. It's $10 after that, or $5 if you have PS Plus. Uh, Your original ID will always be available if you ever want to go back. Games published prior to April 1st of 2018, though, may have issues with the change and could cause the loss of DLC, which is the most fucking retarded thing I've ever heard. Microsoft's had the ability to change their name since the 360 era, and on this shit, you could... Break your games, essentially. It's dumb. I'm just... It's frustrating. Very, very frustrating. I, I, I don't... I don't know. I'm not going to change my name on PSN, though. I have a perfect name. So, I'm happy. Uh, From Software announced that Sekiro has sold 2 million copies in 10 days, which is a, a really big feat for them across all platforms. That's really awesome to hear them have some success there. Speaking of Sekiro and From Software, uh, the creator of Dark Souls says he wants to make a rock style, style rock star style narrative game. He loves like that wor- to be able to play in a world like that. Um, obviously, not focus on like skill and things like that, like with with Dark Souls and, and Sekiro, but uh, the ability to build it around the narrative and not not uh, skill. Octopath Traveler, one of the biggest uh, exclusives that came to Switch is now coming to PC, it's a Square Enix, old, uh, like, 8-bit style RPG, so, if, if you never had a Switch or wanted to play that game and you have a PC, you're, you're good to go, you don't need really, you don't need a powerful PC for that game, so it's pretty much good for everybody, uh, Hideo Kojima will be at the Tribeca Film Festival, and he will give an update on Death Stranding, I guess he's giving a panel, uh, he loves film, he likes to, That's why he tells. That's why a lot of his games feel so much more like films than they do a traditional game. Uh, He'll actually be giving a panel with Jeff Keighley, uh, the guy who does the the game awards every year. Janina Gavin Carr. I I think I butchered her name. Um, she was she's been in a lot of programs. She was the star of the Battlefront 2 campaign. Um, she was in True Blood. She was in. A couple other things. She actually plays a character in the Frozen Wilds DLC for a Horizon Zero Dawn, and she was talking off the cuff somewhere, and she pretty much hinted that Horizon Zero Dawn was getting a sequel. I know that that I'm I'm pretty sure that was a given at this point, but it's it's just good to hear that voice actors can confirm things like this. And like Horizon Zero Dawn is what I bought a PS4 for, so I'm um, I'm totally ecstatic that that they'd make a sequel. I, there's so much potential in that world for them to expand on. And then, I mean, this isn't totally gaming, but it is related to gaming. But uh, apparently, an anonymous millionaire uh, has reached out to a company that caters to millionaires and things like this to get them what they want, essentially. Uh, He wants to set up a real-life battle royale on an island somewhere. Granted, without the actual murdering of other human beings. They said they would wear, like, Uh, uh, sensitive body armor that would be able to tell if someone got hit so they could knock someone out of the game, essentially. Uh, No word yet on if this is really going to happen. The insurance fees for this would be unreal. And they didn't even say, like, how would you even get people to sign up? Like, how do you qualify for something like this? Do they just get military people? Because that's kind of boring. Do you get regular people and watch them just flail around? It's very Hunger Games. Very very Hunger Games-esque. But, it'll be interesting to see if that really happens, though. But, hey, that, that's it for gaming. Not a whole lot. Um, I know a, a huge chunk of time went to Celebration, but but that's kind of the biggest news, like I said. Tropico 6, I mean, not much to talk about a, a, a city builder. I hit the, the the major points there. And, I was kind of slow in gaming, though. So, let's let's move on to TV here. AMC has greenlit yet another Walking Dead spinoff. This one focusing on uh, younger characters I, I guess uh not not much not too much is known but we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes another amc or was this on amc i uh or usa uh the comic book show preacher which was produced by seth rogan and starred uh dominic i can't think of his name uh who also played howard stark in the mcu uh preacher will end with season four Uh, It's unfortunate, I I never got a chance to watch that show. I know it was based off a Vertigo comic, uh, but that will end in in Season 4. Ian Glenn, of the Resident Evil movies fame, and obviously as Sir Jorah Mormont in Game of Thrones, has joined Titans Season 2 as Bruce Wayne. Not as Batman, which obviously I know they're technically the same person, but as Bruce Wayne. So So it'll be interesting to see if he only plays Bruce Wayne and not Batman. Uh, they were talking to the producers of Arrow and people asked obviously you know since Arrow's ending next year is there a chance that the that there could be a spin-off or a sequel series based in the future version of the Arrowverse seen in a couple episodes this year with the flash forwards you know in Arrow 2049 or whatever they said it was you know with with Mia and a grown-up William and and old Renee and old uh 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 Roy and things like this, so old Dinah, I don't know, that's who I was trying to say there, but uh, they said, hey, that's a possibility, uh, but who knows what what the future holds, really. (laughs) Hey, pun there, kind of. Chris Hemsworth was, uh, they were doing the interviews, obviously, for Endgame coming up, said he would love to do a Thor Daryl mockumentary series spinoff. So before Ragnarok came out, there was uh, these funny videos, of, of Thor and what he was doing when civil war was happening and he was living with this guy, Daryl in, in Australia. Uh, it was, re- they're really funny. You should check them out online. Thor said he, or uh, Chris Hemsworth said he would love to do that. And honestly, I think it would be hilarious, hilarious. I would totally watch, uh, Netflix announced the return of Lucifer. It will come back May 8th for a season four. Uh, Fox canceled it last year. I love Lucifer. I think it's hilarious. It's, uh, based off of Vertigo comic, so DC comic technically. Uh, that's a spin-off of the Neil Gaiman Sandman series. Uh, it's really funny. Great, great great, chemistry between the cast. Um, it, it, I personally love it because it's a show I watched with my mom, and it's one of the few things we watch together. I'm excited for it to come back. I can't wait. Great win for the fans there to, to get it to come back. Hulu announced that Future Man, their uh, show that Another Seth Rogen-produced show, if I'm not mistaken, will end with Season 3, uh, which is the upcoming season. Uh, it starts uh, stars Josh Hutcherson, uh, who's also from Hunger Games. A lot of Hunger Games references today. I know it's just two, but still. And then, uh, final bit of, of TV news. J.J. Uh, Abrams and Stephen King uh, have cast Julianne Moore in their show, uh, which is an ad- adaptation of a King work uh, for Apple TV+. And uh, no word on when that will start. But just a just a hint of TV news today. Um, the biggest TV news, though, obviously, is Disney Plus, the new streaming service. Uh, Disney had an investors live stream last week, uh, just before celebration. Funnily enough, just dropped a, the f- fucking motherload of news on on Disney Plus. Uh, launches November twelfth. It will cost eight dollars a month, seven ninety nine a month, and will have a like a plethora of content. Uh, Mandalorian Day 1, the Cassian Andor show is confirmed, and Alan Tudyk is actually confirmed to come back as K2SO. Uh, Clone Wars Season 7, obviously. Every single Star Wars film will be on there. I don't know if at launch, but they'll be there. They worked out their deal with with Turner Broadcasting to be able to show the movies. Uh, the Loki show is confirmed with Tom Hiddleston. The, the show with Vision and Scarlet Knight is confirmed and will be called WandaVision. That's a fucking stupid name. The Falcon and Winter Soldier show is also confirmed. Uh, No word yet on when that will take place in the timeline. Uh, They're developing a Hawkeye show. Not 100% confirmed. Uh, It looks like Jeremy Renner will be involved, but it will be a focus on Kate Bishop, who is uh, like the sidekick to Hawkeye in the comics. A new Monsters, Inc. show called Monsters at Work. Billy Crystal and John Goodman are back. Uh, no official start date on that. a Phineas and Ferb movie. Uh, the Pixar back catalog, Marvel's what if what what if series uh, that's to be determined. Uh, Captain Marvel will be the first MCU movie uh, that's new that will be there as the Netflix deal ends. Um, and movies that are no longer on streaming like Thor, Iron Man One, Iron Man 2, those will be on there. Uh, Book of Enchantment series based off of books about Disney villains. A Father of the Bride remake. A Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. Live-action Lady and the Tramp, which stars Tessa Thompson and Justin Thoreau, A Mighty Ducks TV show. A Muppet series. Every Pixar short, which is awesome. All Simpsons episodes. This is, this is the big win, because Fox was trying their damnedest to keep this. But every single Simpsons episode will be available on Disney Plus at launch and it will be the only place to stream The Simpsons. All old Disney animated movies, so they're opening the vault, so movies you can't buy anymore, that's another huge thing. People will be able to get those movies. Uh, No R-rated content, obviously. And if you ask me, the biggest get is the Disney Channel's backlog. Every episode of every show that's been on the Disney Channel, and every single original Disney Channel movie. Who's about to get ready for some brink up in here, bitches? How about some Johnny Tsunami, Smart House, Xenon Girl, of the 21st century? Like, where my where where my my people's at? Like, like this is a, a 90s kid's dream come true. Like, like I I I I I am so excited for this. It it's it, uh, like it, it's 100 worth the price of admission here. Like 100 worth it. Eight bucks. I mean, just for, like, The Mandalorian alone, obviously, and Clone Wars, but then you get to watch old Disney Channel shows, like, uh, I don't know, even Stevens, anyone? Like, oh, fuck yeah, I cannot fucking wait for that. But Disney+, Plus, seven ninety nine, November 12th, just a couple of days before Jedi Fallen Order. And then we move on to the last bit of our show here, and that is movie news. Uh, Space Jam 2, I guess, has been hitting some some struggles here. It's supposed to start filming this year, this summer, uh, obviously after the NBA season ends. Uh, LeBron apparently is having trouble getting NBA stars to come and and be on on in the movie. Um, a lot of people, this was via ESPN. A lot of people think it's because he expects them to be in the movie and then come play for him in in LA. I, I don't I don't know. Um, and then I heard another thing that. I guess some something with Nike contracts is holding up the movie as well regarding the shoes and maybe they're not going to wear Nike in the movie and LeBron is Nike and if they get like Adidas or something. there's A lot of legal stuff going on here that shouldn't be holding up a movie, which kind of says maybe the movie shouldn't happen. It is unfortunate to report, but Beetlejuice 2 is pretty much dead again. Uh, Tim Burton was giving interviews for Dumbo. And obviously, you know, he was back with Michael Keaton, who played Beetlejuice in the original, and said nothing is happening. So, despite the fact that it seemed like it was all guns blazing last year, not any fucking more. I don't know. Uh, The Rock was giving an interview and says Black Adam will begin filming next year. Obviously, Black Adam is the villain to Shazam, uh, which just came out. And hey, Shazam 2 officially got greenlit. Awesome. Director, screenwriter, and producers are all returning. Obviously, uh, while it it's made a, a good amount of money, it hasn't essentially broke even just yet, but it had a low budget, so it's, it's not far from breaking even. It had a really good second weekend. It stayed number one. So I'm, I'm excited. I love Shazam, like I said in my review a couple weeks back. And hopefully uh, they'll tie into Black Adam as well. Got a couple of trailers as well. Uh, like, I spoke about Adam's Family last week. The, the teaser was released and looks really funny. Um, looks like a great vibe on the original comics. Granted, you can't top you can't top the movies from the 90s with Ra- Raul Julia and Jennifer or not Jennifer, but Angelica Houston at, as morticia. but I I uh, I can't wait.'m I'm, I'm definitely gonna check that movie out at, at some point. Got a couple trailers for uh, Pokemon movies. We got our first real look at the Mewtwo Strikes Back remake, the 3D remake. Looks looks awesome. I don't know if they announced a US release or if the, when the dubbing will start, but you, you can find that online. I mean, if you've seen Mewtwo Strikes Back, you, you know this. Um, but what was really awesome was actually uh, the new Detective Pikachu trailer, which is... It looks like an audition tape, and... A lot of Pokemon are shown off in this trailer. A couple of them are blink and you'll miss it type, type deals. And let me just go over a quick rundown. So it's almost like a, a casting call. So you see Jigglypuff, Pancham, Pikachu, obviously we've seen a lot of, Apom, Psyduck, uh, but some, some new reveals. Venusaur, you get a good real good look at, very frog-like. Uh, Snubble, which raises more questions than answers. Really good look at Squirtle. Uh, really look good look at Dodrio, uh, Cubone, Eevee, Pangoro, uh, Charizard, uh, Blink and You'll Miss It, Ludicolo, Emolga, Loudred, Charmander, Sneasel. Again, another more questions than answers. Rufflet, Torterra, uh, one of the starters from Gen 4, uh, the fully evolved, I should say. Trico, Krabby, very Blink and You'll Miss It, Krabby. Um, and then a Magikarp at the end. I think I missed one or two because I couldn't pause the video to, to get it. Um, but really cool. It's starting to see more Pokemon in, in the realistic style. Uh, can't wait. That comes out May 10th. Uh, we also got a teaser trailer or more of a trailer really, uh, for the announcement of the Deep Space Nine documentary. Uh, that will be a Fathom event later this year. No word on, on wide release. kind of in the vein of that that documentary made about Leonard Nimoy and Spock and things like this. And it will actually have the first time showing off uh, remastered footage of Deep Space Nine, which has never been done. They did it for the original series. They did it for uh, Next Generation. They never did it for Deep Space Nine or Voyager or anything like this. So um, if you really like Deep Space Nine, which I liked in the beginning and As time went on, I kind of grew off that and went more Next Generation and Voyager. Um, But that's coming later this year. And then, hey, Tomb Raider's getting a fucking sequel, dudes. I'm stoked on life. I really liked the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider movie. I I know it didn't do well and critics weren't kind. um, But I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I think Alicia Vikander did very well as Lara. And granted, they, they hinted at a sequel at the end of the film, um, and hopefully they'll build off the last two games that have come out since then, but, uh, it's getting a sequel, it's official, I'm, I'm stoked on life, and then I got some MCU news to, to close off the day, uh, Black Widow movie is, uh, expected to start filming in June, despite the fact that it's not yet official, um, and which kind of ties in, Kevin Feige was giving an interview, you know, the head of head of the uh, Marvel Studios, and said they will not announce plans for Phase 4 or the future until after Spider-Man Far From Home comes out. So no word on X-Men, obviously for quite a while, I think, especially since Dark Phoenix comes out later this year. Uh, but maybe we'll have news on Fantastic Four, uh, who knows, In the in the Richards family. But that's it. Uh, the Russo brothers were also giving an interview and said that they would only come back for one story to tell in the MCU and that would be secret wars and man that would be awesome that would be really fucking awesome to see be really expensive and obviously it'd be very far down the line because you'd need to have the x-men and reed richards and fantastic four and doctor doom and all that but that would be really fucking cool and they'd be the ones to do it as they've kind of been the heralds of the MCU lately Uh, Also got Loot Crate and Loot Wear. Uh, This month's Loot Wear was really cool. It's a Hawaiian shirt, but it's Guardians of the Galaxy themed. And uh, it's like dark gray and and got all the different characters in like a Hawaiian vibe. And then a t-shirt based around Lost in Space that came out last year. Um, And then this month's crate. It's almost like a regression compared to the last few crates that have been coming out. Uh, This month's theme was Cosmic. And... You know, they, they, they'd been coming out with, like, a little magazine like they used to back in the day. And and this month feels like a, a step back, if you will. Uh, it comes with just a card that kind of outlines everything's in, everything that's in it. And uh, the appeal of Loot Crate, one of the pe- appeals, is you get a new shirt every month. Like, a brand new shirt, brand new theme, it's something different. And this month's theme, uh, this month's tea... Uh, they said this month's Cosmic Crate comes equipped with a looter favorite t shirt from Loot Crate, Loot Gaming, Loot Wear, and more. Not happy because it's a shirt I already have. So that that's a huge letdown. Uh, it comes with this really cool Captain Marvel 3D comic standee. Uh, it's also got a mini Captain Marvel movie poster, an alien face hugger face towel, which is kind of funny. It's They've been coming out with a lot of alien face hugger stuff. They even had like a little plush toy a, a while back. A Lost in Space Jupiter 2 notebook, so keeping that Lost in Space thing. And then this really cool enamel pin that looks like um, a rocket ship flying around the moon. Overall, not not super stoked with it, but I don't know. And and now they have a, a Rick and Morty uh, uh, quarterly crate that's coming. They still do the Halo crate, that's every other month. They have a sci-fi crate they're starting every other month. They have so many things going on. I, I feel like they're spreading themselves too thin, too fast. And hopefully it doesn't hurt the overall quality of the rest of the crates. Especially the, the original loot crate. I mean, that's that's what a lot of people came to them for and signed up for. So, we'll see. But, hey, that's uh, that's this week. Thank you guys for listening. We're approaching our one year real fast. As always, hey, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at NixNerd News. Check out NixNerdNews.com. You can find links to the show for Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or you can listen to it right there in your browser. And then, of course, I, I mean, I don't know. I think that's all I really have. But uh, thanks, guys, for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side.